Hello, everybody, and welcome to a brand new episode of The Chat. We have so, so, so much to discuss tonight. But before we get into everything, let's say hello to our co-host, Miss D. How are you? Fabulous, Casey. I'm feeling fabulous. Wonderful. And then Tiggs, my darling, how are you? I'm doing well, Casey. Oh, wonderful. And then the man who always seduces us with just one look, Alan, how are you? I'm mean, turning 34 on Friday, so I'm terrible. Uh, oh, oh, oh. Ooh, gosh, Lord, Brian Franz is going to put you out the pasture. <laughs> Danny Pines. Okay. <laughs> so anyway, let's just get right into things. So let's kick things off with talking about our CBS shows. First up, the bold and the beautiful. So sadly, we don't have Rodrigo here tonight because I really wanted him to speak on this. Um, but Dee, we'll just go to you. What are you thinking of B&B kicking off what they teased would be a murder mystery, but ended up being a dud like the whole show is anyway? The only thing that got murdered was their Twitter account, okay? Because we went in. I mean, when I say we went in, I mean, we went in. That wasn't a murder mystery. That was, we all knew Vinny was going to, Vinny was going to be the one to kick it. Like that was not a shocker because they weren't going to get rid of Flo. And Katie still has like two more body parts that she needs to harvest. So <laughs> she's still going to live. You know, I mean, it wasn't, I mean, it wasn't that big of a shocker, but I just, I don't know. I have an English degree. So when you say murder mystery, I expect someone to get murdered, not an accident that you covering up. So I don't know. There better be some surprise twist up in here. Something that is unexpected because we expected this to be a letdown. And well, yeah, we got what we expected. I'm like, I was expecting somebody to die. I mean, like, I thought that Liam was going to be like, doop, doop, and take him out like he was a speed bump, like he was Jake on General Hospital or something. But no, that's we didn't even get that. I, I just... I don't know. I feel extremely let down and extremely angry and a little bit hurt, but this is how bold does me. And they've been doing me like this since 1987. So I should be used to it. Well, and you know, Dee, I have to talk about what you said because there wasn't any mystery to it. I'm like, why was it marketed as a murder mystery when there was literally not a single shred of mystery to it? And then you got Liam Payton all over the place. Um, so alan lord have mercy lord I you can't did not <laughs> so alan let's go to you dear what did you think of this whole entire clusterfuck <laughs> it's so fucking stupid a murderer three is half the town has a gun someone turns up dead and we have to try, try to figure out who, who did it fucking liam hitting a day player is not a murder mystery brad bell is an idiot it's so fucking stupid. Well, and, you know, we've had mysteries on this show before that have been really well done. You know, um, when Thorne shot Ridge and when, um, you know, Sheila Carter came to town and was hiding her identity because nobody in L.A. knew what she did. Um, you know, stuff like that. So we know this show can do good mystery storylines, but this was just 
I mean, this was honestly outrageously disappointing. We all know that B&B is not some, you know, Meryl Streep of soap opera, but I honestly expected something a little bit better. And I feel as though they should have killed off a major character. You know, Flo has pissed off a lot of people, no matter how much time they spend propping her. And even Thomas has pissed off a lot of people. And so, I mean, you know, there's just better story directions they could have made that they chose not to. Um, you know they won't go kill her. You know they he loves Flo too much to kill her. I know. Ugh. He loves all the trash characters. And he wasn't going to kill off Thomas because I swear I would quit bold and i've been watching since day one i literally would quit that show if he ever if he kills off another forester it's on and popping i'm being real honest about that one there's too many of them that have died he needs to balance the scale and take out two logans <laughs> two logans for a forester exactly um, maybe three maybe three pissed maybe. me off this week i mean <laughs> pissed me no, off. storm committed suicide so that doesn't really count um nah. <laughs> Storm was the only Logan I could stand at that point. So I was you know, actually sad he was gone. Robin Riker, didn't she, you know, dive into a pool or something? Mm. Um, you know, we're going to leave that one alone. Woo. So you got 60-year-old Robin Riker playing, you know, 50-year-old Catherine Kelly Lake's brother, but whatever. Um, that's not important right now. Uh, Tiggs, what did okay, you Okay, Lisa Cicero. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just saying... Marla Lisa makes Adams. it work though. She does make it work though. Marla Adams was the last one to play Beth Logan before they rested the character. That should tell people everything they need to know. Yeah, when 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 Robin Riker was sheriff scenes with Catherine Kelly Lane, she felt like the upperclassman mean girl in high school that made Brooke that tortured Brooke or some shit like that. It didn't feel like her mom. That was stupid. No, not at all. Um, um, Tiggs, yeah, what did you think of BMD this past week? I mean, I keep up with bold through Twitter, so I knew it was going to be Vinny. Nobody cares. I don't know why they set it up as a murder mystery when it was just some, yet another stupid-ass thing Liam did besides exist. God. Send that song with a word, Brother Tiggs. Big Kelly should have swallowed. Whew. But, um... Dang. I, I, I want to know what what goes through CBS's head. Now, allegedly, Josh Griffith has been shot down when he pitches things that why not. But you actually let this goofy ass shit that Brad Bell does hit the air. I, I don't I don't understand the correlation. I, I don't understand like. Well, I mean that's this. because I'll tell you what the correlation. And you just is. said okay, this is good. Let it go. But I, I don't, I don't. It's because they just allegedly let him do whatever he wants. I mean, because his last name is Bell. They own that show like outright. So yep. meanwhile on YNR, I mean, you've got Sony, you've got 1% of Corday Productions, you've got Bell, you've got CBS, you've got Biocom, you've got Larry Slavidovich, you've got Wink Martindale, you've got Brenda Dixon. I mean, you know, everybody has a slice of the pie at YNR. But meanwhile, I, I, you know, this, this is... This is because I'm like I don't give a damn what you on this. I'm not just not getting on. No, this this doesn't even make. I'm, I wouldn't fall. But you know what's wild about it, Tiggs? When you go to Europe, Bold and the Beautiful is the most watched show. Like literally, it yeah. shuts down in July 
when they go on vacation so that people will not miss both they will it will not air for the entire month it's they like are the beatles yeah and, but, but it that's is. what kills me and they and love it they love the storyline they get more money with. from over there yeah that's what we've dealt with for the last 10 years brad has catered to his overseas audience and i understand i totally understand but it's like you can balance it out brad like you can give us the ookie bookie with, with something decent. It doesn't have to be every six months for a fucking Emmy reel or when you feel like it or when you fart and it don't stink that day. Like, I just, I, I don't understand. Like, well, I mean, you even it. look, you know, so the last, you know, big soap to cater to their overseas audience, like BB does, was really Santa Barbara. Because, you know, Santa Barbara, they were very low rated here. But in Russia, for example, they were the biggest thing since, you know, sliced bread. And so, I mean, you know, I get why they cater to their overseas audience, because that's what's bringing in the profit. But like you said, Tiggs, they still need to tell a story regardless. You know, you can tell a very opulent forward story like they used to do. I mean, yeah, like, like I said, always used to do that. Yeah, this only been this show has been on for thirty four years. It's only been the last decade that it's been seventy percent asinine. I'm like, I started watching this show in nineteen ninety eight. Taylor almost died from tuberculosis. I having them damn twins. Amber Moore was burning down L A. It was the shit. They exactly. liked it back then. I mean, he was, <laughs> it was even good, like you know, in the earlier two uh, thousands with like Deacon and Brooke's mm-hmm. affair and Whip Jones mm-hmm. being introduced. So, and, and she like got bees. Yes, and Sheila shooting Taylor and Brooke mm-hmm. and you know Eric Forrester cold clocking her. Like I said, it didn't start losing steam until we got stuck with this Liam Hope and Steffi bullshit around 2010, 2011. Well, the first like, time, the first go round of steam was actually good. Ever yeah, since yeah, when she came was. before she went to Paris, it was really good. I'll be honest, that's what was keeping me watching the show was them. I was watching for that triangle. And Brad is capable of writing good stories. I don't know what's going on or why he's just maybe he's burnt out and he needs to take he him is. a little vacation and he get is. it together. But he, he is. is capable of so much better than what we're seeing on screen. Well, I mean, you know, he is clearly burnt out. I mean, by this point, you know, he has served the longest head writing tenure in soap history. You know, he beat his father in that respect last year. Um, But, you know, he is nothing like his father because, you know, Will, William J. Bell was never complacent to just write a show out. You know what I mean? Like he was 25 years in and still writing a fucking show with Alzheimer's and still making it the most exciting thing on TV. And so I don't know where the disconnect is for Brad. I, you know, it's kind of like, in my opinion, it looks like he's just cashing a check now, but not doing anything worthy of cashing that check. Like step aside, become the senior executive producer alongside Ed Scott and let Michelle Valjean write your soap opera. God, please. And yes, let if you want to let us take over. Yeah, and if, and if we, we get it, if you want to inject a little bit of camp for people in Romania, that's fine. But it shouldn't be the whole show. The show should be cohesive. It's not cohesive. Like with all this stuff going on 
with, with Quinn and the black folks. Like, why they giving that girl a uh, stool softener, trying to sabotage dates and shit? These are grown-ass women. Why are we doing this mean girls bullshit? That's not a plot. It's stupid. These are grown, grown women ain't about to do all that. It ain't no black person. Especially not like a Quinn, because honestly, you know, when Quinn came on, that was one of the best characters Brad had created in recent years. And now look what they've got Rena Sofer doing. I'm like, if this is all Rena Sofer gets to do, then fire her so she can go back to General Hospital. Like they, they could have, I just, this, this is stupid. They already have do, are doing a disservice to the black folks with this light skin ass Zenday and, and 40 year old Carter with these 25 year olds. I, and that's offense because, I mean, at least the other soaps that we see more black folks on days, more black folks. Hell, GH got the most black folks. And, you know, with wine and everything, but with, with Bold is just, let me slap some Negroes on for our whole CBS diversity crap. And let me just do it because he's half assing it. It's like, okay, we got four black people on here and you ain't doing a damn thing with them. It's just, it's and I will say, you know, clear. about Wyandar, yeah, Wyandar still has a diversity problem, clearly, but mm. at least, you know, Amanda gets a storyline, and I'm loving the Sutton character, which we'll get into later, but, um, you know, at least Wyandar is giving their Black people some direction, but on Bold, it's just a checklist for them, and it's honestly, it it's been a checklist ever since the Maya story was pushed to the back burner. But what I just, it, it just doesn't make sense to me. Like the Avon family was the best damn new family introduced to any soap opera in the last decade. And then you just cast them to the side. You break Rick and Maya up off screen for what? For no reason. You want to bring Carla Mosley back and then she reveals a month before she's going to start taping that she quits. And then so, you, you leave us with this Zoe and give her a sister and... Uh, uh, sister who doesn't even have a British accent. I'm so confused. They were <laughs> introduced as a British family. Now none of them have an accent. Right. Um, I mean, yeah, because I was under the impression that because well, Wayne Brady didn't have no British accent, but I, I just I was <laughs> under the impression that you know I thought Zoe was biracial. Mm-hmm. That's why I was. Just, that's why I was saying like, okay, bring Fiona Hutchinson on as her mom or something like that, and then. You know that pretty, pretty Paris came. I'm just like, okay, now nah, wait a minute, Dan. Do they got? Do they got different moms? Maybe they got different moms. And I do love the Paris me? character. I do, but yeah, I like her. From what? Yeah, yeah I, I did. I have watched a couple of scenes with her. She's Beautiful like girl, the best one. Yeah, She's I the like best her. one out of that set. In but my that opinion. Zoe is a drip, and they need their ass whooped for giving us this light skin ass. Then they, but we know damn well. That baby is from Africa, and he ain't nobody's mix. He was just exactly. raised by like, did brother. Brad forget that that's not Kristen's child? Like, that she adopted him from Africa. Like, remember when he first came on and they had that little boy in a tattered sweater and a pair of jeans? And Eric was mm-hmm. like, This is a mansion. This is where we live. I was like, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> oh, but yeah, I mean, now they got Zenday Light. I mean, Light Bright Zenday is what they have. He's gay. Oh, come on now. Alan, yeah, you he, know, his lip gloss. Man, is, a suck dick. His lip gloss is pop to the ing. I mean, he is, yeah, there ain't no way he gets all them women. I'm like, where? <laughs> mm. 
Mm-mm. Only mm. on this podcast would y'all be talking about sucking dick. I am so done. <laughs> I, I, I just it, both can just be so much better than it is. Like and like with, with Steffi and Liam and Hope, it's not the triangle is horrible. Like it's to the point where don't nobody want Liam with nobody but the LA coroner's office. Like nobody wants him with Steffi, nobody wants him with Hope, nobody wants him with goddamn it, Donna's pet poodle, damn it. They don't want him with nobody. They just want him gone because the character is awful. Ridge was never this damn bad with Brooke and Tate. No, and you know, a lot of people, a lot of people used to say, oh, well, this is how Bold has always been. And no, because you a damn lot. That Brooke, Taylor, Ridge triangle, that was everything. I mean, Mm -hmm. you know, like you brought up when Taylor was dying of the tuberculosis, when Brooke was holding them baby dolls on the beach, when Stephanie, you know, was coming between them. And when Ridge was trying to fight between his feelings for Brooke and also snatching Forrester back when she had 51%. And when Taylor was overseas with Prince Omar Rashid. And, you know, I mean, those stories were so amazing and so good and so well thought out. And, you know, even with Morgan DeWitt and introducing Sheila Carter. And I mean, we don't get that type of level of Mm-mm. soap opera with Steffi, Liam, and Hope, which is a shame because, you know, Jackie and Annika and Scott are some of the best younger actors in this genre, and they're not served well. Um, and, you know, they've all kind of started to check out because of it, but you can't really blame them because it's the same shit every damn time. Yeah, like, like, when when Steffi was hooked on those, uh, when she was hooked on hydroxy cut for two months, like they could have, and instead of well, I like that they brought in two Tina. months. She was hooked on it for two days. Bye. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was just <laughs> a it week. Was silly. <laughs> it was a it, week it, long story. It was silly. Instead of Liam getting horny off of it, wanting to be Captain Saberhoe, it could have been something where Liam tried to take that damn baby from Steffi. That would have been more compelling if they would have been fighting over that. Baby. Well, they did that over. for a day. Remember, they did that they, for a day. They should have went balls to the walls with it. They could have really did something. And instead of Steffi getting pregnant again, when Jackie went on her maternity leave, they, Steffi could have popped the more hydroxy cut and just got written out for a month or so. We didn't, we don't, Liam don't need no more damn kids. We know that baby's Liam's. In the timeline, you know, and I was so confused on the timeline of that story. And I remember tweeting this while it was going on, because in the timeline of Bold and Beautiful, she was checked into rehab and completed her rehab program in three days worth of B&B's timeline. Because I remember it was like that morning, Steffi was checked in. The night lasted for like two more days. That morning, oh, haven't heard anything from Steffi. Hope she's okay. That day lasted three days. And then that morning, oh, check Steffi out of rehab. Show her some, you know, PSA clips on an iPad. And there you go. She completed treatment. That, that, that could have been such a great story if it would have just lasted long enough. Liam and Hope could have tried to take that damn baby. Ridge could have been ready to backstab her ass and take control of Forrest of Creations. William J. Bell, himself. Brad's father, would have drugged like, that story like, out for a year. Yeah, but that, that story would have been a whole year arc for that character. And then she would have felt the aftermath. 
it would have given us a rest from the triangle because it could have been this could have been a moment where Liam was firmly with Hope and trying to take that baby. And then, like I said, Rich has always wanted control of that damn company. He could have took advantage and like, you know, I want my daughter better, but until she is, I'm running the shit around here. Well, and if you remember, you know, we can all remember, like, Ridge would stay with Taylor for a long time. Yeah. And then he would stay with Brooke for a long time. Like, and they also had other people, too. You know, yeah, they would Taylor date and Brooke other were allowed people. to be with other people. Yeah, they weren't just, like, all about it. And they had careers. They had children. You know, they were fully mind and developed characters. Um but we don't get that with these three. Mm-hmm. It's always these three. And when we introduce somebody new into the element, they only stick around for a month and then they have to become the scapegoat character. Like, you know, Ivy, you know, she couldn't have her papers right, even though she has dual citizenship already because her father was an American citizen and she was born in LA. And you know what I mean? So it's like, Brad is very one note. And that is so sad for mm-hmm. the show because it's not hard to write a half hour show with 20 characters. It, not at all. Not at it's all. Not. It's, I, I, I just, I don't understand. I'm like, don't you get bored with your damn self, Brad? Exactly. Like, <laughs> exactly. It's just like, come on. like. Well, you know what? He does. Yeah. And then he'll hire Ingo Rademacher to play Ridge. I mean, Thorn. So, I mean, he gets bored with himself, but then it's to the detriment of his soap opera. Yeah, and then, like, and like, like I, I see, I've been done with Bowles. When he, when he ruined and wasted Sheila's return, I said, oh, Brad, kiss my ass. Stuff like that writes itself. It writes itself. How do you mess that up? And that's another thing. We need more vixens, more bad characters. Like, people would like Flo if she was a bitch. Like, that, that. Instead of having her do something terrible and then prop her up like she's a saint, she's not a fucking saint. She's trailer trash, just like her mom. It's like if she was a bitch, people would like her. Mm-hmm. Like if Steffi was still a bitch, people liked when Steffi was a bitch. That's why I never really was a fan of her and Liam. Liam was never man enough for Steffi. He still ain't man enough for Steffi. Steffi needs a man, like Bill. She needs a man. Liam's a pussy. Let hope have. Well, and you know, even Hope doesn't deserve this. Well, yeah, yeah, because it's now it's so bad to the point where people want her with her creepy, pervy ass stepbrother. That's bad. They either hey. want, like it's like they, they want her with Thomas. They they want we sure do. Kids. We want, want we want yes. the mess. <laughs> we want the I, mess. I don't, I don't, I don't we want, that. want the mess. We don't, don't care what you want because you don't even Mm-mm. watch involved, but those of us that do, Mm-mm. we want this messy drama right here. Because they, Thomas. They, it ain't messy. It is. It's incestuous and it's overdone. It is not incestuous. They are not related. Oh, and please. Matthew and Annika oh, have please. fire chemistry. Mm-mm. They have Mm-mm. fire Mm-mm. chemistry. And they Mm-mm. really do. Mm-mm. No. Incestuous I didn't, I didn't would be like Christina it. and Michael on General Hospital. And no, Lord I, knows I, there are no. people that want them together. I didn't mm-hmm. like that. I didn't like that bullshit when they tried to do it with Rick and Steffi. I don't like that shit. That's that bad. Well, I mean, Bold is, Los Angeles, California. What I will give D is Bold has always been incestuous. Yeah, it is. Thank like you. Said, and, 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 ugh, no, I already don't like the fact that they turned my Thomas Forrester into some creepo. No. You and he is going, he had a tumor. Okay. Oh, please. 
he is going to read he is he went and he did his time he is going to therapy he is doing what he needs to do it was a only it was a you know what let's do the franco defense whatever (laughs) i'm just saying i'm just saying we just if brad i know brad doesn't listen to this show casey Casey K, Casey, you know I love you, Casey. Um, I need Thomas shirtless, okay? If you're gonna have him on here, Matthew got those abs, make it work. I mean, bold and Matthew Atkinson is my suburban zaddy because he he looks like he would cheat on his wife named Brandy. And you know, they got three kids together, but it's okay. He got a different girl in his bed every night and he keeps it moving. And then, like I said, you know, waste he carried this, he carried that show all of last year. Let, I mean, let's keep it no, real. No, he, yeah, mean, he, he, and Annika, he and Annika are the future he, of that show. He's done a great job, but it's like you know they got promises and uh, hope together. They ain't gonna stay together. They're gonna be happy for six months, and then all roles gonna lead back to Liam again. They need to be written. <laughs> so know, if, it ain't like they'll put them together and keep them together. And if then they go there. If they go there with Thomas and Hope, they need to be like Roger and Holly. We need to have the danger. We need to have, you know, her being the heroine, him being the villain, kind of like with the heart of gold who finds something to love. You know, they really could be like the it factor of that show. And the show could be written around them very easily and very well done too. So I'm all for mm-hmm. it. I'm with D. I am so for it. <laughs> Alan, are you yeah, team right. incest or not? I'm team incest always. Thank it you. Is, but it's okay, okay David Prizman, so calm down. <laughs> overruled. You are overruled. Anyway. You're overruled. Yeah, they'll get together. Or team and- incest. The chat is team incest. Oh my God, D. (laughs) (laughs) This is my opinion. Is that the title for the podcast? No, it is not. (laughs) I don't give a damn. This is my opinion and I'm sticking with it. It ain't going to be written right. It'll be written right for two months so Brad can get some Emmy reels and then he'll do some ookie bookie bullshit again. Well, it's going to be a good two months and I'll keep it at that. Mm-mm. It's like dating your ex-boyfriend. You know he bad for you. You know he ain't gonna do nothing but do you wrong, but it's gonna be a good two months while you got him. Okay, he got that good dick, and so you know. <laughs> exactly. Hmm. I'd uh, rather watch old clips on YouTube, child. Well, anyway, uh, now let's talk about uh, B&B's sister show, The Young and the Restless. I was um, like, sister show? Oh, Yeah. <laughs> We were talking about incest. I got confused. I'm back now. Sorry. <laughs> oh, gross. Uh, so anyway, The Young and the Restless has, of course, you know, kicked off the climax of Faith's storyline uh, with teen drinking. And of course, it's reminded the whole town of Cassie. And it's really brought the whole town together to make sure that Faith heals from this. Uh so anyway, Dee, what are you thinking of the Faith story coming to a climax? Because I'm enjoying the hell out of it. I actually like this story. It was, I feel like it was well written considering, you know, I mean, there was drama, a little drama going on or whatever. Um, I can't wait for Nikki to get drunk and run Jordan over with her car. Oh, wait, wrong. So that's, that's General Hospital. Um, oh, Alexis, I'm just saying, oh. somebody needs to. Somebody needs to do something to Jordan. That little girl needs to catch these hands. I mean, I like it because it's spiraling out and it has so many implications. There's the whole Cassie thing going on. There's Ray trying to be the protective husband who's so stupid he don't even realize his wife is emotionally cheating on him. 
you know, you have the whole Adam thing in there, which I know everybody says all roads lead back to Adam, but it, I like the fact that Adam was the one that found faith because Nick can't be completely holier than thou the way that he normally is, you know, so I'm good for that. And then you see Sharon actually conflicted and I just want her to just go ahead and sleep with Adam because we all know it's coming. But Chelsea in those jumpsuits, though, I mean, it, it keeps, you know, the it, every, it's kind of like an umbrella story in the fact that it's spending so many different people up off in there. And it's not boring. Like, you know, there's some other storylines that I feel like could go like, you know, Mills on Wheels, Chelsea can go. But it is what it is. I like it. I actually like it. Olivia is selling this stuff. And then she got cute little Moses coming up. Oh, man, yeah. Her little, her little candy striper and so i'm just like they call me mighty moses um there you go (laughs) i'll tell you what though i where yr took a turn for me for the better a little bit better because i was sitting down one day and i was binging it before work and where it took a turn for me was the moment ray came over with that search warrant and it was revealed that chelsea was the one who had poisoned him and I took a second. I was like, oh, okay. That was actually a decent twist. And then from there. A twist? We all knew that that's what it was. (laughs) It couldn't be anybody but Chelsea. Look, I didn't know she took some tips from Doris over which trails to take on a wheelchair. No, the true true twist would have been if Ray had been the one that was poisoning himself. That would have been a twist. Well, yeah, that would have fell out on that. Yes, because I wanted it to truly be revealed, like all of us, that between Alyssa Montalvo and the poisoning, that he was setting Adam up for everything. Um, But anyway, you know, with what we've been dealt with, I will say, you know, from that point on, Wyandar kind of took a turn because then you know they reintroduced Naya with the whole Sutton story which I'm really enjoying they did the Faith story which you know look anytime Melody Thomas Scott cries that's how you know Wanda is getting good right now and so my thing is though and Tiggs I'm gonna ask you this do you think it seems like Josh's run is coming to an end yeah don't they always get good when they're about to get fired mm-hmm. exactly Oh, the Susans are there. That, yeah. And also, hell, all that drama going on that talk, CBS and Viacom ain't had time to pay attention. Exactly. Yeah, like, they finally let, let me Josh write some write. Let me write some notes down before they start paying attention again. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> the only blight on that, the only blight on that show right now is Mariah carrying the Confederate baby. Like, I'm just not with it. That is the only well, part of the know, show yeah. that I'm not liking. Honestly, if that story was gone, the show would be okay again. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, like the best, yeah. Like but, I you know, even with that longer. story, I'm enjoying Nina being back. You know, yes, it is to prop Abby. Yes, it is to prop, you know, MAGA baby. But, you know, make a baby again, MABA. But, you know, I am enjoying having Trisha Cass back, though. You know, it's so That's great. The only good part. Screen, yeah. The only good part. But I the wish they would have part. her. I, I wish they, they would have her in other. Here. I wish they would have her in other scenes, though. You know, like with Cricket, with Lauren, with Trace. You know, play her. People with, that she knows. Yeah, play her with the people she knows. I don't want to hear her writing a movie with Abby at Society. I just, I, I don't. Mean, yeah. How many more stilts do we need to prop Abby at this point? I mean, half of the cast 
is propping that one character. It's just, and you got Trisha Cat, Trisha Cat. They're writing Nina like she's seventy. I feel like I need to email Josh Griffith some YouTube clips, like when they're writing Nina like she's fucking Liz Foster. It's like, no, Trisha Cass, yes, she may be a woman of a certain age, but she looks fucking amazing. She can act her ass off. Give her something to do. I thought Trisha Cass was only like 52 or something, right? Well, yes, yes. She's, well, yeah. she's middle-aged. And that's why we're saying that they're writing her like she's 70. Yeah, they're writing not her, 70. Yeah. They're writing her like I mean, Nancy Hughes. Like If Lauren out there getting her, if Lauren's still getting her back blown out. Honey, let me uh, tell you, Tracy oh, Bregman. Look, I'm loving that we get to see Lauren more. And I'm mm-hmm. loving that Tracy Bregman's wearing these bright red dresses with plunging necklines. And I'm like, Tracy Bregman, you are the gift that keeps on giving. Well, yeah, <laughs> it's like the, the Y and our stylist. I'm very excited that he finally read our Twitter feed because we've been dragging him for months. The oh, outfits lately have been fired. I will yeah, say they, honestly, they have stepped it up. I'm like, look, if their budget needs to go to outfits, I'm okay. I'm okay with it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, overall, Wandar is getting a little bit better. But Alan, before we jump, I do want to get your thoughts on Wandar. Um, what are you liking about it uh, with the whole face thing? And besides Abby's baby, what would you like the show to improve on? I'd like them to get rid of Jack and Sally because you know you know how I feel about that. I do not want those old balls in her face. But yeah, about the face story, I'm lucky Liz is going to lead to Sharon Adam definitely fucking. This is a spoiler yes. anything. You know it's going there. She's going to ride that evil dick, and I'm going to love yes. it. Yes. 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 We're big Shadow fans here. Well, we Tiggs are Shadow fans here. Well, yes. Well, so now, Tiggs, no. are you team Shadow? Because I know you don't want to hop on team incest. <laughs> Like, of course, they have fire ass chemistry. I just don't trust Ross Griffin to write it right. I do want them to fuck though, because goddamn Ray gets on my nerves. Can he can Dude, he get it? I they, thought they it was can, just me. Thank like, you. Like, no, I thought it was mother. Like, no, because Ray, Jordy Villasuso is sex on a stick with facial hair when he got facial hair now. But it's just like <laughs> he acts like he ain't even sex, he acts like Sharon's daddy. I can't stand that shit. He he don't let her have fun. No, he, he acts like Doris. He acts y'all like Doris. Y'all ask for Sharon's daddy. Y'all ask for Sharon's daddy. And instead, we could, we got him all right. <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah, I, like, if they wanted to Maureen Bauer his ass, I would be so happy. They totally should. They, they, they need are, to. And that'd be look, can you complain with the, you complain with the same dialogue as that scene. Adam could come in. He was like, I was here over the holidays and I left my red scarf. Have you seen it? And Ray could go, red? Nope. I've only seen tamales. And there you go. <laughs> but well, real quick. I want Ray to catch them fucking. That's what I want. I want him to see them Dude, fucking. That's what I want. Yes. That's so I want them, oh my God. I want yeah. them to catch them. And it needs yeah, to be right. in their bed. It needs to yeah, be. I, want them I to mean, Ray and... I need Ray and Nick to catch them fucking because both of them deserve it. Oh, they act now, like girlfriends D, that anyway. would be good. Let's go. You know what? Well, here's the thing. I need to Ray needs to catch Sharon having a threesome, jerking off them Newman boys at the same time. Because like, and as soon as Nick, you know this as soon as CBS, Nick toots his motherfucking lips <laughs> to even talk to her about Adam. 
It's like, motherfucker, you are still laying down every chance you get next to Phyllis. After he th- she threw your whole family under the bus over JT. And, and you, you still, Chelsea. And you still you, get And you were about to marry Chelsea. So let's let, let's not even go there. It's I mean, like, that was a rapist. Exactly. It's like, I mean, um, come no, on, man. And, and, and I wish oh, go they ahead, would, they, they, no, they, like, Courtney Hope has that thing. Why can't they write her like they wrote Sammy in the 90s on days? I want Sally walking around the Abbott Mansion talking to her motherfucking self about how she's going to get Jack out of all this money. No, you don't even have to jump shit. shows for that. You don't have to jump shows for that. Well, how they used to do back in jail. Yeah, yeah they to need to write her like Brenda yeah, Dixon. they need to write her like Jill. They need, they, Sally needs to do Jack like Jill did John Addict. And I don't know why they won't let her do that. She needs to be coming in and, you know, Mrs. Martinez needs to be laying out Asiago bagels when she wanted Cinnamon Toast Crunch bagels. And she needs to be going, well, Mrs. Martinez, if you don't lay out the right bagels, I'll have you deported. And there you go. Now we got a ball game. Okay, so basically you just want Julie from Dave. Okay, I got you. <laughs> <laughs> no, because you know, Jill Abbott used to be asses like that. She would go mm-hmm. to me. Remember Mamie? Don't even. Look, the only reason she was... Mm-hmm. Look, Mamie let her fall from that ladder in the 80s. That's why she wasn't cool with Mamie. <laughs> even though, you know, I don't know why they had Jill in a dress and stilettos climbing up a ladder in the first place while pregnant. Oh, Lord. Um, anyway, before we move on, first of all, congratulations to Melissa Claire Egan, who is expecting um, a new baby. We're so happy for you. And also, thank you to Sharon Case for kind of giving us a seal of approval. <laughs> thank you, Queen. Thank you, Sharon. Yes, we really, really appreciated that. And that was so cool of her to do that for us. Um, now, let's talk about CBS's talk show, The Talk. <laughs> CBS um, has a talk show? <laughs> Dee's like, I'm watching As the World Turns. What are you I thought two o'clock was just dead air. It's just white noise. Well, that's right. Well, look, it ain't white noise anymore because Cheryl, uh, Sharon Osbourne's gone. So, mm. <laughs> um, but anyway, so Cheryl Underwood has released a statement saying that she and Sharon Osbourne um, have not communicated with one another since Sharon departed the talk. Um, so of course, you know, backtracking here a little bit, when we were on last week, we spoke about CBS denying the alleged Sharon Osbourne payout of five to $10 million. Um, and now here we have this new event. Um, but Alan, I wanted to go to you. What do you think of this? And do you think it's just time that CBS says, okay, enough of this, we're done. Let's just cancel this shit right now. Oh, hell yeah. They need to cancel that shit. And I don't expect Cheryl Underwood to talk to that redheaded bitch ever again, because she doesn't need to. Sure, that woman said what she said, and it's done. She's gone. Cancel that show. Let's move on. Get another D-lister on their other talk show that we won't watch. That we're probably going to be for- case of all the forces to talk about them. But, yeah. This is what the hell they get, though. Oh, Oh, soaps are too expensive to produce. Now look at you stupid motherfuckers paying Sharon Osbourne through the ass to go away. Exactly. 
And I mean, look at the mess they've created for themselves. When, let me tell you, I don't think Barbara Ryan or my Carly Tinney would be causing this much mess. So. <laughs> yeah, um, rarely get into such a mess that they're trying nationally. Only like Nancy Lee Grawan doing that thing of Viola Davis trying to nationally, really. Yeah, I mean, only- honestly, you know, a lot of things, you're right, Alan, a lot of things tend to just stay between soap fans like even the whole Ingo Rademacher thing that didn't make any national news you know that was just between soap fans and soaps and depths website only soap Twitter does on Ingo we didn't try national or anything now well okay we'll try nationally as Sage Newman's getting killed off of Minor, you know Ooh. and JFP is out party and stuff like that but that's about the only time um Dee, what do you think of this whole Sharon uh, Osborne and Cheryl not having communication since her departure? Uh, Alexa, please play I Don't Fuck With You. I mean, it's straight up. That's how it is. She's like, <laughs> why? But please play I Don't Fuck With You. I would never, okay. I would never, I would never talk to that, speak to that woman again. And I will put my foot in her ass every time I start. So <laughs> Cheryl Underwood is a better okay. person than me. And that's all I'm going to say. She's a better Amen. person than me. Uh, my mother would have said, fuck you and the horse you rode in on. Okay. Exactly. Here and you is. look like a horse. So let's just go there. But <sighs> it's whatever. Allegedly. Uh, stop. You said sure. that ain't no allegedly. I'm going to say, no, ain't no alleged. She looked just like Mr. Ed. Uh, anyway. You know what? Mr. Ed going to come back and sue us. You guys, Lord, after we get sued by the uh, Kiba Wabbit, why not? <laughs> um, anyway, so yeah, let, this whole Cheryl Osborne, look, Sharon Osborne ordeal, you know, it's just a mess. Um, but anyway, the only Sharon we fuck with over at CBS is Sharon Case. Shit. Thank you. Okay. Point blank. So now let's talk about happier times and sexier people. Let's head over to Days Days of Our Lives. lives. Yes. (laughs) So, look, y'all, we had this discussion before the podcast. Alan was trying to teach me how you pronounce that actor's last name, (laughs) who is rumored to play uh, E.J. Demera. Again, it's just a rumor so far. Uh, But Alan, who is that baby's name? Daniel Fugaregal. Okay, there you go. Y'all heard it here first. Wait, wait, what, what his name is? What Daniel Figueroa? Oh, okay. His you know what? So, here's the thing we'll do, we'll do Dan F. <laughs> there you go. So, Daniel, okay, like, did you say so, Daniel Fugueroa? Is that how you say it? Yeah, he's Daniel Fugueroa. That's how it's pronounced, I think. Look, Alan, I'm look. trusting you, baby. Look, can we just call him fine EJ and keep it moving? Okay, <laughs> look, I'm just calling him Daniel. Fine. Daniel F. So yes, uh, Daytime Confidential, our friends at Daytime Confidential, which by the way, before we move on, congratulations, Daytime Confidential on a thousand episodes of your podcast. Uh, But anyway, so yeah, let's discuss, I believe it was Jillian Bowe who first broke this news of the rumor report. So that was Jillian. Yep, that was our girl Jillian, who we love. Um, So anyway, yeah, let's talk thoughts on what EJ's return story could be and stuff like that. So, Alan, what do you think of this whole EJ coming back? Having EJ's back, I'm not sure about Daniel in the role. I do not enjoy his face. He has fat cheeks. He looks like Santa Claus a bit in the cheek area. I don't enjoy it. 
But anyway. Oop. <laughs> Well, damn, Alan. Well, and then ended it with, but anyway, <laughs> Alan, I, I, know. I fucking cannot with you, girl. Alan, Alan will be a fan if he works out a little bit and take his damn shirt off. He has, he has a pretty good body. I see, I seen his body on Instagram, but it's oh yeah, just on Instagram. Yeah. But anyway, hopefully, did you EJ... just say I have notes? I cannot with you. <laughs> uh, okay. Anyway. I kind of said I got nudes, but whatever. <laughs> yeah, hopefully EJ's back. It caused trouble. Yes, in the Nibiru apartment, Chad, he's been holding down the fort in the EJ apartment for years, but he's not really full-blown Nibiru. And Jake is more like a sitcom husband. So I really need someone in there to be a real Nibiru. You just call my Jake a sitcom husband. And I hate to say that, but he with is. a big they, penis. Yeah, they 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 do with they, a big penis. They need, and I know they tried to go for a contrast between him and Stefan, but they do. Like they write Stefan like he's Archie Bunker or Al Bundy. They write him like that. Well, and I'm honestly, like, I'm tired. I gotta just say it. After this whole Sarah plot, I'm tired of Kristen being the evil Demera. Because they only have her do the same shit, which we've talked about that like two weeks ago or something. But yeah, I'm excited for EJ to come back, especially as our Lumi gets closer because that that promo was fucking everything. So between Shadow Team Incest and Team Lumi, we are heating up day time. Yeah, baby. I've been been manifesting this for a long time, okay? D, I know you've been manifesting this for a long time. (laughs) Y'all know I love me some Lumi. Like, I didn't become an EJ fan, an EJMI fan until late in the game. But yeah, I've always been Team Lumi. I'm kind of with you, Tiggs. I was... I became a fan of them more when they were fighting, like with the Abby affair. Yeah. And yep. you know, when he was shot in the Ooh. park and yep. Slutty Abby. I love okay. I love when, Slutty when, Abby. Okay, when Sammy <laughs> Me took too, her girl. ass, when she took her ass to Tom and Alice's to tell their great granddaughter what a slut she was. I actually Ooh, watched baby. those yeah. scenes. I watched those scenes the other day. <laughs> I need a cigarette. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. When That's she was because- on the iPad and she was like, oh, look at me in my dress. And then she flips to the photo of them in the Horton cabin. And she said, oh my God, how did this get on here? I was like, Samantha Jean Brady, girl, you are my spirit animal. <laughs> yeah, like it, with EJ and Sammy, they, they, they spent five years just doing horrible things to each other. It's like, my God, who wants these motherfuckers together? But then they kind of, I mean, well, that last horrible thing EJ did with the affair and shit, it was just like, when Sammy got her revenge, I'm like, okay, they've done all this shit to, to each other. They're even Stevens. Let them just be in love. And they were for five minutes, and then Clyde shot them up. And then, you know, Alice and Sweeney's half-hour sitcom with the daytime Emmy reel that year, which she was robbed. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, you know, I'm excited for EJ to come back just as Lucas and Sammy are heating up. And you know, they've got the whole thing because they're focused on Allie with her going through the Charlie Dale murder um, and all of that. So it's interesting. That though, wasn't but- a murder. That was a public service. Whoever did it <laughs> didn't get the key to the damn city. Look, I'm Abe Carver going to come up right. there and say, Allie, we grant you. EJ, EJ should have been recast years ago. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. But it, it, it's time. Like, 
because the Elvis Demera I know, he gonna walk in there and he gonna see the boxy twins going at it about Demera, and he gonna be like, "Oh, I'm gonna settle this shit right now." And he gonna look at Kate like, "You know better than this shit." And you know what? Well, you know what? Kate is too. Kate is too busy. Great Grandma Kate is too busy riding that dick to be concerned about what is going on between know. Chad and Jake. You, you know what? Know. He, he needs to take Kate one look. Like, you know this shit. He needs to look up at that portrait of his father and toast to him and say, I'm back, baby. Okay, oh. like, don't worry, father. I'll fix everything. Yeah, don't worry. Look, I used to love when James Scott used to say, father. Oh, Lord. But I'm, they need to have a where it's one of them things where it's like since EJ and Sammy have a problem, they need to have uh, uh, Tony just go get them since Tail the one that spilled the beans any damn way. Like somebody, well, and oh my god, can you? He always can, does though. He always I cannot, does. I cannot wait for EJ to read that Gwen when he'll be like, What the fuck are you doing in my house? You know what? EJ would probably be friends with Gwen just because she a bitch. You know, and everybody else. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. That might I be a good Eden. point. I just want it to be a situation where Tony goes to um Italy and just, you know what? Get your ass up. Because I'm sick of these two idiots fighting over this company when neither one of them know what the hell they're doing. And I'm too goddamn old to do it. So, you so real quick. Up. So I, I had tuned out of days for just a few months when it was revealed that EJ was alive in that room and stuff. Um, did they ever explain who was behind all of those rooms? Like where Vivian was and Ava was? Well, like, no, it, it, was, it was the demand. It was Kristen. Okay, it was Kristen. Okay. So yeah. Kristen was basically David Hayward for a few months. Yeah. They, they yeah. Started, yeah it started <laughs> when they, it, that's how it started when EJ was presumed dead. I will never forget. That's when Eileen was still on the show. Well, yeah, I know. I remember yeah. that when she injected him with Ralph's yeah. serum when it and was still just, Eileen. Yeah. Yeah. And well, the, their reasoning behind it was they pretty much just took people they knew and treated them like guinea pigs. Oh, they were like, come on, Calabi. Yeah. Come on, Taylor. Yeah, that, that, that's, that's how they explained Jack coming back. They like, when Jack fell down that elevator shaft, they were just like, Ralph, come here real quick. I want to see, I want to see something real quick. Let me see. And they just did that. So, see if see so they, if he got a couple twenties on him, and then take him with us. So yeah, we'll stop they, at they the burger shack. We'll, we'll stop to, at In and Out Burger. They did that to Felicia Alamein. They did it to Ava. Oh, Felicia, shut up! <laughs> God, <laughs> oh, oh my um, gosh! So yeah, I'm very excited for EJ to come back and get shirtless. Oh, oh, yeah. hunty. He better be shirtless his first goddamn scene. Oh, I can't wait for him to interact with Gabby. I oh need to be. I need him to interact with Gabby. I you really know, do. I want to see what that turns out. You know, Daniel and Camila are already going to be fire in scenes together. Oh, oh, I can't wait till he interacts with Rafe because you know, <laughs> oh, gross. Oh, I just I threw up. I hate Rafe Hernandez. Okay, Woo! EJ is the only person in Salem. That feels about EJ the way we all, I mean, the way about Rafe, the way we all do. Oh, mm -hmm. I cannot wait. That was the best line James Scott ever uttered okay. in his life. I'm telling you. He's going to walk in like, y'all made this loser the commissioner. Oh, shit. Doing the legal shit is going to be easy in this town with this idiot. Lord, I'm, I'm I just, ready. I cannot wait. You know, gosh, I just. They, I want to see him interacting with Ava not. and Nicole. 
I want him to interact with Paulina. I want Paulina to be all over this. <laughs> all I'm saying is this actor better bring it because you know James Scott was one of my favorites. So yes, I and really need him to bring it. Well, and here's the thing too. I want him to be there for the long haul because yes, he was famous yeah. for that Spartacus show, but this cannot be Justin Hartley. They need somebody there for the long haul. Yeah, they need somebody they can lock in. He's that good. Owen Spartacus, he hasn't done that much thing. So he should be there for a few years. Well, but I mean, he's got, you know, look at Justin Hartley. I mean, before why not? Justin Hartley. Yeah, but his resume isn't Justin Hartley good. I don't think, I think you can get him. Justin Hartley was good on Passion and I was in love with him on Passion. Yeah, Justin Hartley got luck. Let's be real. I love Justin Hartley, but he got luck. That motherfucker stepped in out in policies and then got lucky. But I think started, and you know, takes it's interesting. <laughs> it's interesting you bring that up because you know there is no traditional pilot season anymore. Mm-hmm. So I think, yeah, maybe that will cause this actor to be there for a bit longer because mm-hmm. there ain't gonna be nothing else he can audition for. The only new show is Topher Grace's Home Economics, which premieres tonight, and that probably won't last two seasons. No, I know. I, every time that commercial pops up or ad on Twitter, it just looks terrible. Thought, and I, Daniel's almost forty, so his options are limited. So they can get him. Uh, oh damn! Um, okay. I, I so, think. Brian from Sarapa. <laughs> I, I think he's I'm about to slap the job. shit out of Alan. Oh my God. Look, <laughs> Alan, Alan look is, Suzanne Rogers Alan is, is acting like there's, he's acting like death. Like there's nothing there. It's just death after you hit 40. Boy, I'm going to slap you. So for actors, it's tough to get a job after you hit 40. Look, in the world, look, Alan, Crystal Carrington needs to come on here and say 40 isn't fatal, Alan. And show the um, fuck ain't cause hell. Ask Bianca Lawson. Shit. Look, honey, Bianca Lawson is 17 years old. <laughs> okay, Bianca Lawson I, playing 17 since 1995, child. Okay, Bianca Lawson's a witch, so we shouldn't use that as an example. <laughs> <Liar>. <laughs> look, Bianca Lawson, don't crack. <laughs> At all. Um, so anyway, speaking of another rumor report that Daytime Confidential broke, um, Roger Howarth. Let's talk a little bit about Roger over at GH. So allegedly, ABC has nixed the idea of Roger coming back in the role of Todd Manning, which of course, for those who don't know, that was his One Life to Live character. He's best known for that. Um, and it's because the alleged reasoning behind it is because they want to stop associating GH with so much rape-heavy characters. So Dad, this was you started with a frizzy haired rapist in the 80s. How you think is it? Let me shut up. Ooh. Exactly. A rapist with a spiral perm brought in 30 million viewers for a fictitious wedding. And then oh, no, you, know you get you get 30 million viewers, you can call it raper hospital. I, I mean it is what it is. <laughs> Look, okay. they were like, I'll call Anthony Gary Jesus if he asked me. <laughs> um, but Lord. you know, so when Speaking I was reading, of that. I'm when I was reading this story, this though, what'd you say, Tiggs, honey? Oh, I'm sorry. I was saying, speaking of, I wonder if they're going to acknowledge that this year. I what? That, that, that Luke Spencer's a rapist? Well, well <laughs> shit, that too. But no, you know, Luke and Laura's wedding, it, it'll be 40 years in November. So I wonder if they're going to acknowledge You know they don't yeah, care about that. I'm still waiting on that Sean Donnelly. Hey, they, they could acknowledge it by killing Luke's ass off. That's what they could do. Look, that would be the day that would be the motherfucking day. 
Um, but anyway, you know, so when I first, and Tiggs, I think I put this in your mentions, why are they concerned about this when Franco, with Franco's history and his love interest was a rape victim? Yeah. Like, that it, was it, my it, biggest it, thing. It's total bullshit. Like, Franco's been on this show for eight years. There have been a good portion of fans screaming to get rid of his ass for eight years. No, you killed Franco off for, for dramatic purposes. That's it. Because you already knew in the back of your head, Frank already knew. He probably pulled Roger to the side and had a drink with him. You know you're not leaving, right? Okay. So, like, it, 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 I'm pretty sure they probably discussed this months ago when they renegotiated his contract. They probably told him then, like, you know we killed Franco off, right? Oh, okay. That's it. I mean, and they don't want, they didn't want Ty back because if this All My Children reboot happens, they'll get one life to live back to and they'll need that character. I don't know well, if only if it's successful, of course. Yeah, no. only if it's successful. Only if it's successful. Yeah. And like, I mean, but at that point, hell, Roger still be on GH. They probably won't even need Roger. They'll probably just get Trevor St. John, make him tired again. But if, if it comes to Yes! Oh. Oh, yeah, <laughs> Team look, hold on, let me let me put another let me put another note down. Team incest, team Shadow, team Victor Todd. Team... <laughs> no, hey, I got no, so hey. many notes here. Trevor St. John, Trevor St. John taking over for Todd is like Stacey Hyde taking over for Eileen Davis. Like, it, is it low? Yes, <gasps> because no. excuse me, he, he Alan, but he's on, though. but he's on. But Trevor's on Roswell, New Mexico, so unless that show goes on, it's not going to happen. Oh, is he? Is Gary got killed off on that show? Is Gary's dead? I'm saying, like, and I'm like, yeah, but does anybody really die in Roswell? Let's just put it that way. Honestly, I don't know. If you watch the original, you'll understand. Yeah, like I said, no, Trevor St. John did a great job. He had Roger. He was an amazing time. Like that's what made it so believable. Oh my god! He, Even before they found out he was Todd, he and Florencia, he had oh. down pat. The way Todd would react to Star and to Vicky, he had that shit down pat. I actually so, liked yeah. Todd. That's how you know he was a good actor because it was. It was on site with Todd Manning every day. I kept it funky with him. I he hated was that my, character until Trevor St. John took him out. He was in my top five best mm. cast. I love yeah. Todd. I mean, no, and, see, you know me. I, I love Rogers Todd. Like, cause you know, I didn't. Oh, of course. Hey, you know, that's his, you know, origination that, you know, and the Man, Marty gang race. Go somewhere. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. That's, that's why they brought him in as Franco. Yeah, I can't because for some you. reason they compared Franco to Todd. So they were just like, well, if Roger made that work, he can make this work. You know but, what? Uh, Nobody could make Franco work because Franco wasn't designed to work. That was just stupidity on their part. No, yeah. That was just. That was honestly the worst thing Ron ever did. Yeah. Jill Farron Phelps just wanted some headlines when she got together with James Franco for that stupid role. It kind of reminds me a lot of what Claire Labine used to say about Sonny because she was like, oh yeah, you know, we created Sonny on our way out the door and he wasn't supposed to be a long-term character, nor was he supposed to be a lead. He was going to be there for 13 weeks and that was it. And, you know, the new head writers took that storyline and turned it into something else. And, you know, that's kind of how I think about Franco is... Franco was just there for clout and headlines and, yeah. you know, to get in but, variety and deadline Hollywood. But there's, there's never a difference, though. There's a be. difference, though. The, the thing with Sonny is kind of the same thing with, with Luke. 
Like, yeah, Luke was supposed to be there temporarily, but Jeannie Francis saved Tony Geary. Well, and I know that. And, and I was just saying, Mo. yeah. Moe's going to be gone, but Vanessa Marcel saved I was just him. saying, you know, when a previous so. writer, like, I was just, anal- you know, putting that as the analogy for, like, when a but previous you know what, though, regime that been a thing, though. has a I mean, plan. because, in a way, Rebecca Hurst saved it. Roger Howard's ass. Because, yes, he's Roger Howard, but those friends fans... They kept him. Well, I would actually say, I would say Laura Wright saved his ass because to be quite honest, you know, they only brought him back because Laura Wright and Roger had chemistry from when he spent three weeks on the show as Todd. And so, I mean, well, like two months on the show, rather. I mean, that's the only reason they brought him back. But then, you know, they broke that couple up because of the affair with Sonny and the necklace. And Tiggs, much like you, I could never stand Frizz because I felt it was gross that they made that rape story all about Franco. Yeah, they made their whole romance about Franco. Like this whole time, and even in death, Liz is still wringing her hands over Franco. Like it's just that's been Liz is always Liz is always wringing her hands over some dude. It's just a question of which dude it is. Yeah, let's keep it real. They yeah, need to they, do something else and take her in another direction. Yeah, Jason's but, blonde yeah. penis and I mean it was first. I mean it was Rick. I mean she's wringing her hands over somebody. At one point she was wringing her hands over AJ. Come on now, this is what and she does. Lucky, lucky for years. Uh, yeah, lucky. You know, for it, it, I mean this is what she does. This is what she's been doing since she came on. And I mean I've been an Elizabeth fan since the beginning. I mean she wanted yeah, lucky exactly. and went I after mean, him but, like a heat-seeking missile. And that was but, probably I mean, the only time lucky. that she had any agency for herself was in the beginning of the show. And ever since then, it's always been about whatever dude she was with. Even when she was having that affair with Nicholas, you know, it, it, it's always about the dude. And that goes back to the writing. Yeah. It really does. But, yeah, but at it's least, all about the at writing. Least the, at least we cared about the one she was wringing her hands over. Didn't nobody give a shit about Franco but the Chris thing. It's like, I like, I like Roger Howard, but he was just such a polarizing character. Either you loved Franco or you hated him. It was just... Well, but I mean, you know, that's kind of, you know, interestingly enough, that's kind of the same about every character Roger has played, because not everybody was a fan of Todd, and not everybody was a fan of Paul Ryan, and so, I mean, you know, with Roger's got this interesting thing about him, where he'll play popular characters, but then you will never see so much fan division over a Roger Howard character. Like, Like, see... I was fine. Like I said, I was fine with Todd. I loved him and Blair together. When he stole that goddamn baby from Blair and lied and told her it was dead because she thought it was Max's and he found out Jack was dead and made her adopt her own baby. That was a good story. Oh my God. That was the sickest shit I ever seen. But that was a good story. Remember when that exploded? I I love Todd. And that's what I liked about Todd and Blair. They were both terrible. It wasn't just like Blair was always some victim. She was terrible too. And well, you, yeah, you know, terrible. she forgot how to make her egg rolls when Cassie the Pirate took over. And it's like, you would be terrible too if your mama was in the nut house and you were raised by Dorian's crazy ass. You know, you the other day too. I was watching, the other day I was watching the episode of One Life where uh, Blair accidentally pushed Taya out of the window. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't accidentally. Y'all need to quit pushing that lie. She did that shit on purpose. <laughs> That is one of the best episodes of One Life ever. As a Taya fan, let me set up and say, Blair did that shit on purpose. 
I love my Florencia Lozano, but girl, when she used to do the laugh cry thing, when she used to go, Ooh. oh, oh, one life to live, pour one out for the homie. I miss that show so damn much. Um, so anyway, let's talk about some more GH casting news. And Alan, I want to go to you on this. Sean <laughs> Blake, stop that mess, Tiggs. Sean Blakemore is returning as Sean Butler. Um, he hasn't been on the show in five years, but he is returning as a contract cast member. So, Alan, oh, shit, a contract. Oh, Alan, okay, what do you where think? Where have you about? been? No, I didn't know it was contract. Yeah, I'm serious, I, I, girl. Anyway, did, Alan, like, Tiggs, where have you been? I did not know it was contract. I thought I thought he was coming in for you know how GH is. I thought he was coming in to be a talk to for two weeks for Alexis in jail. <laughs> okay, so Alan, now that Tix has given his thoughts, what do you think? Oh please. <laughs> well, hopefully he has chemistry with Brianna because I assume they're gonna pair him back with Jordan. That's what I assume is gonna happen. So hopefully she finally has chemistry with a man. What well, can hope finally? But yes, yeah, he's finally gonna be out of prison for a crime he didn't commit. Though to be fair, Sean was there to kill Bang May Drew. So it's not like he was totally innocent. Exactly. But, you know, I'm so happy. I will say this has been one of those characters that every GH fan has been wishing to come back. And mm -hmm. I am so well, yeah. excited for his return. What black so. man would voluntarily go to prison? That's right. Like, shoot that's some white right there. I'm like, boy, when they left him up in prison, I said, this is the, this racist hospital show, I cannot. Yeah, there is that, not, that. It's just, it's not believable. It's no. like Devon giving up $2 billion. Not no. believable. No black person no. in America would do that. No. Exactly. And, and, and that's why I want part of his return story. He needs to file a civil suit against Nicholas's bitch ass for $10 million. I love my neighbor, but Nicholas did him wrong and he needs to fucking pay. No, he didn't. It's like he he fucked over Sean. That cute little Violet ain't got her mama because he's still scared of his ass. Yes, honey. it's like no, no. Nicholas needs to pay for that shit out the ass. I want mm -hmm. Sean to come back and have some fucking money. And I want him. Mm -hmm. I kind of want and, and I want him to kind of challenge Curtis's relationship with TJ. I hate Curtis and TJ saying. Well, he needs to. They need to play that beat with TJ because, you know. TJ, Sean, and Jordan, I loved that story under Ron. Um, you know, mm -hmm. it was great. It was good. Yeah. Was so and, good. you know, having the chemistry between Vanessa and, um, you know, Sean, and then I also loved, you know, Sean and Alexis. And so, yeah, I mean, they've got... He, yeah, even, made, he even made Carly semi-likable. Yeah, yeah, Yes. I was just like, what? This man is Spingali. I mean, he was just believing some black magic for real because Yeah, like I said, the Well, remember when he used to make Alexis like BLTs in bed and they would like have these really hot sex scenes and you know uh, why they paired him with Alexis and not Carly. You know why. They were not about to have Carly with a black man. Oh god. Unfortunately. No. Uh -oh. Even though it's so crazy, but Carly would totally fuck a black man in real life. Like, oh, Carly honey, yeah. Girlfriend. And you don't please. think she ever did that shit in Bensonhurst? Come on now. Okay, please. <laughs> it, yeah, Carly would have at least one mixed child in real life if she was a real kid. And you know what? That could be her new storyline. 
Oh, yeah, I'm ready for Sean to come in, like I said, but it needs to be addressed to Nicholas. The Nicholas, you know that Sarah Joy Brown's Carly was catting around. Um, but yeah, the best Lord, can you imagine if Sarah Joy Brown's Carly existed in the day of Tinder? Oh Lord. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm I'm like so excited, and I really hope they don't fuck this up. I really, yeah. really hope they do not. I I'm love how we it. say every with every casting. I hope they don't fuck this up. Look, That's we just like said it about Days as EJ. We said it about Roger. We say it every fucking week. <laughs> um, yeah, every like, casting don't fuck this up. I think I counted the characters. I think GH has the most black characters right now. I think if you count Epiphany, ugh. if you count Felix, if you count, count um, Felix, if you count Steve, Steve Burr, Burr. Player that's trying to dig up dirt on Sonny and Nina and um, Nixon Falls, I think they have 10 black characters on the canvas right now. If you I'm count Steve Burton and his ghetto clanks, you know, then you got 11 and <laughs> uh. Good lord. Hmm. Um, but I think, you know, if you really think about it, what I love about GH is, you know, I will give them this with all their characters on the canvas, all 102 of them, you know, the show does seem like Port Charles feels like a real city again. You know what I mean? Like it really yeah, it's does. more balanced. It it's is. More balanced. Yeah. And, you know, I love, you know, all the different locations they have, like, you know, the Port Charles Grill and, you know, they've got like the Metro Court dining area and people live in homes. It's not just society and the Grand Phoenix. Right. Yes, it is actual sets. Um, So, yeah, I mean, GH is still it's still doing okay, but, you know please, please, please take good care of this, Sean, you know, Butler return, please. I, I think he's going to have chemistry with, with Brianna. I think he is. I just got a feeling. Oh, I think he will, too. I yeah, most will. certainly. Yeah. So like I said, she, she, has, she has chemistry with real Andrew. Like, she's fine with him. Oh, she honey, I want like, Tagger yeah, yeah, and Jordan. It ain't I'm just waiting for that. Me I'm too, waiting for Missy. them. I'm waiting for the marriage yes. to just swap. Swap partners and let's do this. I am oh. waiting for them to fuck hard. <laughs> and I'm waiting for Portia to just tap, tap, tap that ass with Curtis. I'm, I'm just waiting. <laughs> just give it a little, like the Happy Gilmore movie. Just give it a tap, 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 tap. Tap, tap, oh. tap. I've been waiting for this. I'm very, I'm very vocal in my support of Portia, Mr. Mr. Still Your Girl. Come, come <laughs> straight up in there and get that. I love Portia so much. I do. She's a queen. Mm. Like now that the kids going to college, hell, I want I kind of oh yeah, you know as I kind of want Trina to go into the medical field. As the PCU admissions letter said, congratulations. (laughs) I was was like, who typed that out? I want her to go into the medical field and develop a crush on TJ. (laughs) That's what I want. Oh lord, I want her to be an attorney. I kind of want her to be an attorney too. I'm with, yeah, D, I'm with you on that. I think an attorney would be so much interesting. Um, especially, you know, look, Alexis ain't never gonna practice law again. So <laughs> Oh yeah, no, like I said, no, you, uh, no, Alexis, you never they know. Need to go ahead, they need to go ahead and just make Alexis a professor at PCU. Make her a law professor. Look, you know what? Jax will come up to her and Jax will say, Look, I'll take care of everything legal for you if you tweet out that you like Trump. And then I'll I'll pay the money for you. 
Um, so yeah, very happy with, I'm kind of happy with like all soaps. I'm not going to count Bold and Beautiful um, because, you know, I don't know. That show exists on Nick at Night. Um, but yeah, I'm, all soaps I think are kind of going in an okay direction and I hope it kind of stays like that. Because as I mentioned to Alan earlier, especially with those CBS soaps, I'm tired of like one being really good for a few months and one being really bad. Like they just all need to be good. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Come. Because it's one of them things, it's different. It was different 20 years ago when, when 12 soaps were on air. Well, yeah. You expected you expected for about three or four of them to be in the shitter. But yeah, and they were passions like, and sunset it's, beach and yeah. It, I mean, it's just like with four of them left, it's like, God damn, it's only four of you motherfuckers. Y'all all can't act right? Exactly. Um, but anyway, yeah, we'll just see what happens. But hey, we always get to explore it right here on the chat. Um, so anyway, Tiggs, where can our listeners find you on the tweeter? The Bim Master Part 2. Oh, God, going in a new direction. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and Alan Franz, where can they find you? Oh my lord, what the <laughs> fuck? Correct. Um, Y'all are all smoking. I crack. cannot. Lord, Alan sounded like he was 12 years old again and hadn't gotten his puberty voice yet. Not 10 <laughs> dropping none. Um, and then D, where can they find you cheering on Team Incest? Uh, making Sierra Brady trend at TMZDD. <laughs> point blank period um as always you can find me at kcs hutch and you can find our show at the chat underscore podcast thank you so so much for tuning in and we'll see everybody next week bye oh, for clear skin. get vaccinated mm -hmm. make tamales <laughs> ship shouting for clear skin and tight sugar walls what do we hey. ship team incest for D, what do we ship Team Incest for? Because we have good taste. <laughs> <laughs> Period.